Welcome to Listening Your Own Risk. I'm your host, Marcus, and today we had on Drew Mong. We talked about his paper on space. What do you mean by space? The universe, stars, galaxies, which is very interesting, and how he went about learning about it. Um, and if you're like interested in it, this would, I think, be a definitely a helpful resource because this is kind of like where he was like, I want like more in-depth and like how he learn how you you can like learn about it and still understand it without really like having a big background in like uh astrophysicists or something like that and it's very interesting and the we talk about how he went at school and a little school advice for him and which is and then we talk about browser and peach and the three chrises and it's uh, a lot of fun, and I hope you guys got it. Where do you host it normally? Uh, I my host is uh, Cast Castbox, but uh, it's distributed on iTunes and Spotify currently. Also, oh, so cool. well, it's on Castbox, but that's that's yeah, anyways. It's just the person who like puts it onto others. It's where I up anyways. It's it's not that complicated. It's just, no, no, it's I, I get just, what you're saying. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's where I put it. If you're, yeah, wondering it, and then if you, you you're like, I don't listen to it, and then, but so no, I will that, not be listening to it. I'll tell you that much. Okay, that's fair. I, I I like the honesty, but it um yeah um anyways, uh we have Drew Mong, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me over. <laughs> so. Uh, what, where did you, like, um, write this for? Like, what, like, class? So, I wrote this for my college English class, okay. which is, I graduated half semester early, oh, nice. so I took English and math there just to kind of, like, feel out everything and see if I actually like going to Metro, because I go to Metro downtown. Oh, wow. And I like it, it's decent, but I wrote it for my English class, so it was just kind of a paper where you were more just taking something that you like to talk about and then turning it into a paper just because he likes reading about like interesting stuff so i thought space was pretty interesting so sweet we wrote it on that <laughs> nice did you get an a i did not i think i don't even know i think i got a low b honestly nice. so do you like kind of like the college like kind of how college is compared to like high school yeah it's it's a lot different because uh, Metro, all the classes are like spread out, so you like you commute on campus basically is what oh, it's called, okay. so I take the bus downtown and I take the light rail to my campus and then I walk to each of my uh, buildings, which are like classrooms, and then they're all in separate buildings. Oh, nice. There's a lot of walking. It's good though. It's not too hard. <laughs> a lot of people make a pretty big deal out of college and hasn't been too bad so far. That's good. Given I only have like ten credits, I guess we'll see what happens. Dude, that's quite a bit. That's had. I mean, a lot of classes. I mean, I, the ones I've signed up, they're like, they don't even reach a full credit. So that has to be. Oh no! So for at Metro to graduate, you needed one hundred twenty credits. So I'm like, a little under ten percent of the way there. Like eight. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So each class is usually worth three to four credits. Oh that's wow, how it goes. That's awesome. Mm. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's sick. Yeah, John, Johnny. Um, he's done a lot more, so I'm sure. So it's 
that's cool. Okay. Uh, what's here? And then it's about space. It's about space. All it's right. Connecting the reader with space because it's just a super complex topic. So. All right. Let's get into it. All right. So. Learning about space is difficult as trying to learn as as trying to learn a new language. The complexity of the subject, alongside the author's lack of interaction with the reader, stack upon each other to make learning about space more difficult than it needs to be. However, this hasn't stopped me from wanting to learn more about space. We all have similar questions as to why we're here, and space has the like answers to those questions. Uh, astrophysicists and astronomers ran into a problem in writing or with their writings as it started like attracting more and more people because we're all asking that question and like people are going to like the internet more and more and you can just connect with people uh, a lot easier nowadays and then there's far and few people that can actually understand those readings from those like high-end astrophysicists and stuff like that the question to get a solution was simple in theory for like making the readings easier to comprehend and stuff like that yeah. and it was basically just how do you take a subject that is so advanced and scale it down so that ordinary people could just read about it and that's just people more like me yeah. and i've always considered myself to be someone of a lazy person and i only like to get what done what needs to be done however at some point in time when i was being lazy i decided to turn my laziness into productivity by learning about the universe it's the biggest change in my mindset that has ever happened when I put it like that, but I guess I've really always wanted to do something more than just chill out at home. I have a few memories from my childhood, but the one that has stuck with me through the years is when I first wanted to count to infinity. <laughs> and my sister, being five years older than me, told me that it just couldn't be done. And <laughs> just like how she told me I couldn't eat a gogurt tube in two seconds. <laughs> Huh. So as I usually, as usual, I called her a bitch and went on my mission to count to infinity. Uh, it didn't end up going so well. I figured out soon enough that my sister was right, and I was pretty angry at the time. But what I didn't realize was at the time I had my first encounter with wanting to know more about the impossible. As I grew up, I watched hundreds of documentaries. That's probably a little bit of an exaggeration. Probably like. 50 <laughs> um, about space and beginning to learn about exactly what was out there. However, I ran a into a big problem when I tried reading about space instead of just watching documentaries. I began reading articles that were published on suggested boxes for like Google and stuff like that. And then those articles that should have been like well written and in a way that are written for like the mass amount of people. Uh, would be like articles I'd be able to understand and this was kind of a mistake for me as the people who were writing these articles weren't people who had like majors in the astrophysics or astronomy but they were just kind of journalists and they were trying to make a quick buck about the biggest topic at that time oh, okay yeah and then one of these articles was written <laughs> one of these articles that was written to make a quick buck was Prehistoric cave art suggests ancient use of complex astronomy. At the time I read this article, I was learning about the origin of people writing and studying about space. I wanted to know 
why and how these people were coming up with these theories about space in this article, I figured it would be kind of a good way to start. And the article is pretty cut and dry though, and it just linked or listed simple facts and it gave the reader no incentive to really continue reading the article. The facts that the author stated had no background information and it was nothing to bring about more quest about what was happening. And then learning on your own can be pretty difficult because you have to come with all up with all the questions. And you need to like use the readings to come up with those questions too. And that just article just didn't do it for me. I figured that the author probably should have explained what this finding means for our background in space and not how it's just a recent occurrence that everyone's just now deciding to get into like wondering about our past and like what's out there in the universe. Yeah. And then this actually like this thought of what's out there in the universe is pretty much since the beginning of like this human race and stuff. Like you just look up into the night sky and like what's out there? Yeah. Interesting. Gods? And then it's just kind of a thought that all relates us to each other. And so no matter what, if you live like 40,000 years ago versus like today, you still like the, I guess today you have a better understanding of space and time, but you still have pretty similar questions. And then instead of the article starting off by saying a new study says that some of the world's oldest cave paintings revealed that the ancient people had relatively advanced knowledge of astronomy, I figured that was just too cut and dry. And then the article probably should have started off by saying a uh, new analysis of cave, cave paintings made 40,000 years ago in European nations show not only advanced thinking in ancient civilization, but also gives insight to the curiosities that we share with this in ancient civilization when we look up into the night sky. Okay. The emotion and passion behind the sentence doesn't really scream out what scream out this was just another thing that my boss told me to write in my nine to five job so they weren't really passionate about what they're writing they're okay. just more like i said before I'm just trying to make that quick buck yeah and then this is the facts just yeah, put it out exactly, there. this exactly. is what they want and then my sentence that i think that they should have had in there i feel like incorporates details from later in the article which would have left like the flow more of the article off so the article would have needed to be changed a little but i think it would have ended up being better and like speaking people's minds to figure out like more questions about space and like what they want to learn yeah and becoming more knowledgeable knowledgeable with the field of space has allowed me to be in recognizing what articles and books to read and once not lots of articles are found in suggested area by google or other websites they tend to be articles that are pretty cut and dry, like the one I read, and they do little to for like actual background knowledge about the subject because the person who wrote it is just again trying to get as much money as possible with like a little bit of like a clickbaity title. That's like when the first like the image of the black hole came out. Okay. People just jumped on that train, and there were so many articles written about it just by people that just wanted have, money. Yeah, exactly. They just want the money. They don't really care about like all everything that went in behind it and all this stuff. That's why I've kind of I've downloaded the NASA app on my phone. Okay. Just so I read 
articles that are written by professionals that are published by NASA all the time that instead actually, of like going on to Google and stuff like that. So then you know what's like actually real. Yeah. Just, is the stuff that's part by the articles, is it usually pretty no, accurate? It's, yeah, it's pretty accurate. But it's just... Ah, uh, sorry. It, no, you're good. You're good. It's just pretty cut and dry. It's just a simple fact instead of okay. like everything you would need to know about. Yeah. That, Which for some people it works. Yeah, but, but if you would like to actually know what's going on fully, it wouldn't actually help you like a ton. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's just every news source can say, yeah, we did it after however many years. We finally put the image of the black hole. Yay. <laughs> and if you want to read like one of the NASA ones, you find like the statistics of how, why it was so hard take all this stuff and like how much money it actually costs i think it costs a few million dollars not just a few like tens of millions of dollars to take a picture of a damn black hole wow but that's crazy it's, it's something that you were theoretically not supposed to be able to see so it's kind of cool to see it <laughs> that, that's that's awesome and that's something that like i don't really know much about it but they've been wanting to like do for a while is to be like, okay, actually, like, see it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, just simple stuff like that. I don't really know where I left off in here. Thank you, that's all good. Yeah, I do the same thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, with the little knowledge about, like, the actual script, like, how they just kind of write it for yeah. whatever. And then the books that are written by, like, astrophysicists, or articles, I guess, are actually things that you want to read as they give you all the information you need while not making you want to fall asleep. For most people. But for me, it works. Some people, I guess, probably wouldn't be as interested as me just, like, reading through all that stuff, but whatever. Like, that's fascinating. That's, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some people just like, eh, I don't really care. Okay. I want to go eat. Huh. That's interesting. When's my next TV show? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> uh, a little about... Uh, my favorite astrophysicist is... Uh, his name's Neil deGrasse Tyson... He just kind of calls himself your personal astrophysicist. And he basically just believes that teaching pe more people uh, should be done in a way that makes learning about space more as like a hobby rather than a task that you force yourself to do every day. And then the book that I'd recommend for people to go out and read is Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. It just basically lays out the fundam fundamental parts of like space and time and what we currently know about each part of the subject and, like, what we're trying to get to know more about. Like, uh, dark matter and dark energy, just stuff like that, which is, it's, it's pretty hard to explain. He does a really good job of it, though. Pretty simple. He also throws, like, a bunch of jokes in there and stuff like that so that you actually want to read it. Nice. And then, uh, I, I, I just kind of go into how I feel like he makes learning more of a hobby by doing those jokes and like tapping into the mind of people people and asking questions that tells you specifically like what you should be like thinking about and then like going on your own way from there and then those jokes again <laughs> and then astonishing facts obviously because any book or anything written about space should probably have some pretty damn good facts just because it's incredible it's an infinite topic <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome right 
So you would recommend, so he lays down like the fundamentals. So then if you would like go and you could like actually understand if you like wanted to actually know what like something was talking about that maybe be more advanced that you can kind of understand it because you kind of have the basic knowledge from the uh, Neil deGrasse. Neil deGrasse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He gives you like the basic stuff and then you can go on your way from there. He does a decent job of explaining everything, but there's always more to learn about it. So might as well just keep going. Yeah, that's awesome. So, So you would recommend doing that and then you wouldn't recommend just going to the internet and searching up a topic if you're interested. No, I'd probably... Go to like a NASA website or something Go similar to that. Okay. Because it'll get you better and more accurate information. If you, because the thing with like articles is they can be published by anyone, and that these publishing firms don't necessarily, they're, they're just not experts on it. Yeah. So, to say the least. It's, so. It'd be different if like they would consult with like an astrophysicist or something before they publish the paper yeah. to make sure all the information was correct, but. Like, this is what it's worth. Exactly. They're, they're so, just like, okay, this is it. Yeah, just like .gov websites and NASA websites. They're written by astrophysicists, so pretty accurate information. <laughs> so they should be doing more of that, and that would, that would help. But you, this is what you recommend. That's cool. That's awesome. So if someone's interested in this, uh, I would go do that. Neil Disgrasky and then NASA. Don't go to just articles that are written by publishers yeah. just to make a quick buck. And then, um, I have a question because you went to Legacy, right? Yeah. So, kind of like a sub sub vein of this is kind of it's uh, it's pure it, a sub vein of this podcast is like I want to like help kids because I think there's so much more out there than just like a nine to five. I think there's just so much yeah. that people can do, even even in nine to fives. I think there's way more nine to fives than people think there are. Mm-hmm. So, um. And I just want to kind of grow and also with like schooling because kids are always confused about school. So you went to Legacy. So I was kind of curious if you have what piece of advice, if you could give someone who's <laughs> going to go to Legacy since that was like your specific school um, that you think would help them. It's high school. It's, it's about learning a lot. More of, like, your junior year is where you get into, like, the bulk of where you learn everything, and it's kind of, like, a stressful time. Mm -hmm. But other than that, just, like, understanding how to deal with all that stress during junior year, and then you'll be good. Yeah. But other than that, I honestly, if I could go back and change anything, I probably wouldn't change anything, but I'd be a little more open and, like, trying to meet more people during like freshman and sophomore year and then like senior year I feel like I definitely got a little more open to meeting more people and then the downside of that is like I meet all these people I'm like oh my gosh I gotta go I really wish I knew you for a long time <laughs> stuff like that it's so I wouldn't obviously school is very important you should focus on getting good grades and things like that but there's also a very good social aspect to it, too. Yeah. So you should try and focus on that as well. Have as much fun as you can because I know everyone says it's just a cliche, but really once it ends, you'll be like, damn, I wish I could do it again. Except for junior year. Oh, well. Junior year is trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, just, just super stressful. 
Yeah, you know, with like the SAT and all the AP testing and all that stuff. Like, oh. Dude, so if you could, would any of them helped you in junior year? Like, if you had like some advice, you're like, that makes sense that you got afterwards. You're like, man, if I, I mean, that would have been, it wouldn't have been like easier, but it would have been better. Um, maybe if that helps, like specify kind of. I feel yeah. like, yeah, if I would have, like, made those connections during, like, freshman and sophomore year, I feel like I would have had more people, like, build on mm-hmm. to get information off of. I always, I was usually friends with pretty damn smart people. It was just, I was just kind of friends with them. But yeah. if I were to be, like, better friends with them, I feel like I could have learned off them a little more. And just doing that, and then obviously just studying, because... I don't really ever study. I, <laughs> I just kind of like flew through school. It wasn't too bad at all. But Oh, nice. You grasped the concepts and everything. Yeah, pretty the concepts are easy. Calculus was something. Wow. It's just a different way of thinking, which is something that you really have to get into understanding. It's, it's not necessarily building off of algebra. One of the first things my calculus teacher told me is after this class, your algebra is going to be worse because... It's just a totally different way of thinking. So I, the one piece of advice I'd give myself for junior year is to just not be afraid to think differently about subjects okay. and not have like such this like linear progression in society. Come on, kind of almost like you're talking about how we're almost like trained to be in like a nine to five job, and like yeah. nowadays you can do anything you want so you just kind of have to train your mind to do so. Yeah, and you have to, and like you're saying, which would really help is get connections with people who probably have a lot of information on that stuff and they could help you and you could be like so how do you do this yeah exactly. how, how do you go forward and like um this specific subject and because you're so far ahead of it like what how did you do that what's your advice so yeah i think that would be cool and uh if you don't mind this is one i ask um but since schooling is kind of planning for the future, mm-hmm. at least that's what a lot of people are like, What's, what are you going to do for your future? Uh, what is your, if you have one, five-year plan? So I'm a little stretched right now because I don't know if I want to do something with like space and like astrophysics and stuff yeah. or if I want to be like a financial planner. I know it's kind of pretty weird jump because people are like oh i'll do a business career like a finance degree it's like all right whatever yeah you're basically doing the same thing yeah but as of now my five-year plan i'm gonna be sticking to finance and kind of doing astrophysics on the side just because i feel like you saw you already how i told you that it costs like tens of millions of dollars to take that picture of the black hole yeah and then it was just out there for a few days and everybody saw it yeah i don't want to if like I went into a field of astrophysics, I don't want my work for like doing years and years of work on a topic to be published and have people look at it for a day or two. I just don't feel like that's too helpful. Whereas if I were to go into like finance and stuff like that, I feel like I could reach not as many people, but I could really focus on helping a few people out and also be very successful while doing that and like grow like almost like a firm and stuff like that nice so right now i'm thinking about partnering with my dad because he's a financial planner he's getting kind of burnt out honestly but if i could partner with him 
I know I'd be very successful with like monetary value and stuff, but that there's a point to that where like right now I'm thinking of if financing, like helping people with their finance or learning about the universe would be better for me just like long term and like mm. being happy with it but no yeah i guess when i put it like that everybody would choose probably doing space and time but it's a hard subject and i feel if like i do very well in finance for the next 10 15 years then i'll be able to do whatever i want with my life yeah so and you can enjoy it and then as you said you're going to keep it as a hobby and you'll probably like, do you still want to, like, learn about it? Kind of, because yeah, you'll be taking so, classes on that, but then you'll be taking, like, some classes still on exactly, yeah. space I, and time. So then once, you'll... Go you, ahead. No, you go, you go. So you'll still be getting information about it, so you'll learn more about it, and whether and not, like, there's something there that you could, like, really get into. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Like, if there's... I don't think I'll have a problem with just dropping everything... Mm-hmm. If I find something like with astrophysics, I'm like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. I don't think I'll have, I mean, there will be problems that come with it, just dropping everything in my life and just pursuing that. But when, usually when I pursue something, it, I pursue it pretty damn hard. That's awesome. And it usually turns out pretty well. Yeah. And if I just spend a lot of time and stuff doing that. There's no reason why I can't do it. So no, yeah, because that's what other people did. They just spent time in it and then they figured it out. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, and then I have this is a very serious question. Okay. I'm ready. All right. <clears throat> uh, okay. If you had to fight one, which would it be, Browser or Peach? Browser or Peach from like Mario? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> What kind of weapons do I have? That's the real question. Mm, okay, okay. So you're fighting a Mario. So let's say you have like the mushroom powers. So you can you can be like you can get real big, or you can get like real small, and then you can also get really fast. But I mean, there's so many different types of Mario. Like if you're going down to the Nintendo 64 Mario, <laughs> which is my favorite, you would get you would get like super punches, and you could do like double backflips and stuff, which is fun. And then you're biggest power is basically solving puzzles so i guess you'd have oh and you can be like i guess you could have a shell because of um sure yeah like a luigi and they always throw shells so you're you got a shell you got a shell right so peach is just the princess yeah well yeah but she she is like also uh a warrior in some characters but in that version yes she's just a princess i feel i feel like Peach would probably be easier to fight, but if I had all those skills, I'd probably want to fight Bowser just to see how bad I can mess him up. <laughs> <honestly. laughs> He'd be a little scary, but it's not necessarily about always choosing the easiest path. And I feel like if I were to fight Bowser and mess him up, that'd be pretty damn cool. So, <laughs> like, yes. I fought this like monster. Just destroyed him. I feel like that'd give me a lot of not charisma, but just like self confidence. <laughs> What's gonna stop me in the world? <laughs> yeah, dude, I beat Browser. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, you went to the Olympics. I beat Browser. <laughs> See that big guy in the gym? Uh, you're a lot of muscle, but 
IB browser. IB. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then I got another one. All right, for sure. Uh, as you want. All right, cool. Thank you. Of course. Uh, so, this is kind of like a school question of like, like or, or, uh, I guess, grade school or high school of marry, kill, or have relations with Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, or Chris Hemsworth. Oh my god. The fat Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's so fun. Spoiler Imagine, right? Spoiler alert. I mean, if you haven't seen it by now, come on. I know. But Seriously. Uh, he, he's fat in, he's fat in, um, uh, in game. So. I feel like... Oh, that's he'd so be, terrible. He'd be good to cuddle with. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can choose. You can choose fat Chris... Hemsworth, or you no, can choose, I gotta, like, I gotta fit. stick with the fit one. The fit one? Okay. Yeah, I think I, I gotta... I think I gotta fuck the... Fuck little Thor there. Okay. Um, nice. He has the hair, too, so you could kind of, like, dis- deceive yourself. Yeah! I'm just kidding. I don't... I don't know. I feel like I'd have to marry Chris Pratt, just because... He's such a cool guy. It could yes. it, it pain to do that to Chris Evans, but no, that's fair. They're all super good guys, super good Chris's. Yes, it's true. I would definitely. I I agree with that assessment. I don't know. I would probably. I'd definitely marry Chris Pratt. Chris I, Pratt. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. He's just. He's so cool. And he's so funny. Dude, dude, and he's like he like goes. It's funny. Like the movies. I love the movies he goes for and stuff. And it's just, anyways, and yeah, obviously, like he was talking, he's awesome in interviews. So, but I mean, I know that's not necessarily how everybody's on camera or off camera, but I don't know. I, I, he's, as I, as much as you can tell from someone in the public eye, and it seems like they're always being, like, watched, he seems pretty cool. Yeah, he seems very <laughs> relaxed and just, like, outgoing. Yeah. Genuine. Yeah. I probably so you'd kill Chris Evans. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all right. I, would, I just like Thor a lot. I mean, that's who fair. doesn't like Captain America? No, that's true. But Thor's just—he's a very handsome man. He's a god. Bro, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put him in the back. <laughs> a literal god. He is a literal god. Um, thank you for being on. Um, I. Don't think I have any more questions. Well, I have a lot more questions for you, but ooh, um, off the air, mm. Uh, mm, mm, <laughs> behind the scenes, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Get out of here! All right. So this has been an episode um, with Drew. Thank you. Thank you for being on. Of course, Michael. Listen at your own risk. One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> <laughs>